we are going to take a trip on the a school bus that is magic. I don't know if I could say it the other way because I don't know how trademarks work. And it's early. It's, I guess it's late. Whatever. Uh, this is – that's a great opening. What an I know. intro. Uh, this is – this is the Sprint Ride Option Podcast. We're going to go on a field trip to New Orleans today. Uh, I am Andrew Pasquini. With me on my right, it is Jason. I'm talking Wap, 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 Waponte. How are you doing, Jason? Man, that one's probably your best one yet. Uh, yeah, dude. I was listening to uh, Meg uh, before we were recording and Wap came on, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I, also, I'm afraid I may have just started another Jason Aponte meme, but, you know, whatever. What are you going to do? What you gonna do? Yeah. What you gonna do? Uh, yeah, dude. How's your How's your Friday? I feel like uh, it's It's been like five days. Actually, that's a lie. We talked on last night uh, watching the game. Uh, but how's your week been? How you doing? Well, it's good considering it's 2019 and the the 49ers are are getting ready for this this crucial matchup with the New Orleans Saints. I'm I'm just you know on the edge of my seat trying to figure out if the 49ers will shake this pretenders label and get a hard earned victory in New Orleans. Man, I'm really nervous about this. Uh, are we are we gonna do a five minute preview? I thought we were just reviewing the game. Oh, whatever you want to uh, do. So, Go for it. So 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 Jason Jason alluded to it. We're gonna do a little bit of I can you know I'm, I'm gonna say the word role playing. Uh, it's 2019. Uh, the 49ers just defeated the New Orleans Saints. Um, and we're yeah we're gonna review that game as if I don't know we were doing a normal game review like we did back in you know December October you know just just normal normal show stuff. Uh, I don't know. This game draws to me for a multitude of reasons that maybe I'll touch on a little bit here in a bit. Uh, but yeah, this was the game we wanted to do, uh, for whatever reason, it's just the game we wanted to do. So we're going to go back in time, you know, in 2019, we're going to review this game. I mean, we're probably going to step in and out of the, the, the time time machine i don't know so it's like it's like true detective right there there was you know season three it was it was uh the the gentleman who maharshala ali right and he played in true detective in three different portions he played himself 20 years down the line from from investigating the murder during the murder and just right before then so nothing about murder but that'll be the way we are we're gonna dip in and out and we're gonna dip in and out of the time we're just we're just gonna be able to say hey this is what we were feeling then this is what we're feeling now pretty much Yes. So, so shall we dive in? Let's, let's begin this, this breakdown. We appreciate you guys joining us for the next 30 minutes. I don't, I feel like I don't say that enough. We appreciate you guys, but the 49ers, we are in 2019. Uh, the 49ers defeated the new Orleans saints 48 to 46. And Jason, if I guess we'll start here because I think the thing that stood out Obviously, this is Jimmy Garoppolo's best game as a 49er at this point. Yes. Um, but if you were to create a website where you had to pay a monthly fee uh, for, for specific content, and you were to name it, I don't know, Only Shans, uh, this, this would be the top-tier priced game for whatever pricing uh, mechanism, whatever pricing scale they have on this fictional website called Only Shans. Shanahan was in his bag. This game was insane. He he called to me a perfect game. Uh, what 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 are your thoughts on the play calling from Kyle Shanahan? Because because we haven't seen this side of Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, it was everything, and I think um you know coach understood exactly what he needed to get this done. You know he un- emptied the bag. He had put plenty on film 
that he had run things from and then run other things from it. And it was just, it's just a masterclass in, you know, setting you up with film from earlier in the year. And, and that's really what, you know, drew me to, you know, you know, the play designs are one thing, but it's like playing the mind games with people of showing the formation against Carolina and then running that Emmanuel Sanders, you know, pass to Mostert out of it. It's just genius because it, what it does is the defense looks at it and they know they're, oh, we know exactly what's coming. Well, you know, Kyle Shanahan is betting on that and he's going to hit you with something else out of it, you know, and that's really what draws me more to the play design. It's just like the mind games, the chess, the chess games. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the uh, Emmanuel Sanders touchdown pass. The play that stands out to me is the Kyle Juszczyk option run pitch play to most. I think it resulted in a touchdown, if I remember correctly. Um, who draws that up? Like, to hand the ball off to your fullback sweeping right and have him pitch it out to your running back for, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was a touchdown. Um like who who draws that up? That's insane. That is college level play calling and Kyle Shanahan that like that's a college style play. And Kyle Shanahan ran it in the NFL and it resulted in points for the 49ers. Like like th- this is this is the marquee Kyle Shanahan game. Yeah, and and you know, for that reason, you know, we we you know what's funny is you know, when you watch a game, you know, you just remember the result, right? Sometimes you miss the finer details. We got our first preview of anybody other than the quarterback in a wildcat position too, as well, right? Did we? Did we not? Did we? Did so? We did. How many former quarterbacks do the Forty ers have on their roster in twenty nineteen, including the one Jet McKinnon who doesn't play? So I believe if we're thinking about it, um, Richie. So. We're going to step back into present day. Could you imagine how different this podcast memes would be if we started last year? Like Richie James from the Wildcat would be the meme. Man, and imagine if the if that was a, a crucial play that you know people would point to and say you know hey they didn't get it done there. It would be Richie James from the Wildcat that would be the official meme of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast. Well, what's funny too is is the play worked as well as the McKinnon one. Uh, Kyle Shanahan does not have a great. Wildcat um, history with the Wildcat. <laughs> this one, this one was a second and goal at the five yard line, and James got stopped for a loss of one. Um, but I was okay with that Wildcat call because it was on a second down. You get another down after that play. Um, obviously, the McKinnon one was a third and five, which just didn't go well. Um, but yeah, no, the official meme of this podcast would have been Richie James from the from the uh, Wildcat. Uh, you know. Uh, it worked because the next play, Garo- oh. we're, we're going to talk about it. This, this is by far Jimmy Garoppolo. This is Garoppolo swan song here. I don't, like, I don't think like, that he's ever been better. Like people, people are going to go back and be like, "What about the Jaguar game?" It's like, man, that was that was a game that the night like it meant nothing. Like it was cool. They weren't supposed to stuff. win that game though, so I get that. I, I get that, but like in, in the in the scheme of that season, it meant nothing. That win meant nothing. Um, but. In this this situation, man, the Niners, I believe they entered this game, both teams at 10-2. and two. Yeah. Uh, the Saints are probably the second-best team in the NFC. I know the Packers exist, but we all knew the Packers weren't as good as they, you know, the record said. Mm. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo, just a very light, two, 26 for 35, 349 yards, four touchdowns and interception. Um, he, was, he was throwing some dots yeah. some absolute dots um 
and I don't know, man. It was just such a simple time back then. Man. Yeah. I, I loved it. I loved rewatching it. Just some of the throws and plays he was making. That's what you want Garoppolo to be more consistently. And I know it's it's obviously hard to be consistent at that level. Like, I, everybody struggles to be consistent. Like, not everybody's throwing four touchdown passes a game. Right. Um, but this this was the marquee Jimmy Garoppolo game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and then you, you start with one of the earliest throws from the game that he had. You know, he, he throws a dart in between two guys um, with Emmanuel Sanders running a slant on the inside. And he's able mm-hmm. to get it in there. And, and Sanders is able to take it and run with it, man. Like, you know. There was just something about this game, you know, Jimmy was dialed in, man, and, and, and Kyle was dialed in with his play calling, you know, the, the 49ers receivers had no issue really getting open, you know, in this game, and, and, you know, and this was the first time that this year, you know, in 2019, we have seen, um, we have seen the 49ers defense fold, and I think that's why his, this is his best game, this is the first time that mm-hmm. he didn't have to be, he couldn't rely on the defense, this is his best game, it's not mm-hmm. an argument, it's not a for debate, this is his best game. He was asked to put up almost 50. That's what he had to do. They didn't do anything on defense. They didn't score any points on defense, anything like that. He had to put up 50 and beat Drew Brees. This isn't beating Arizona and Kyler Murray. This isn't beating, you know, those. He had to go into New Orleans in a hostile territory and put up 48. This is hands down Jimmy Garoppolo's best game. Not even close. And a game they had to win. Yes. Like, this isn't like this is week three in New Orleans. This is week 14. The one seed is on the line. Like, the Niners had to win this game. And this is coming off of a loss against the Baltimore Ravens. This was in the middle of that stretch. I believe it was Green Bay. It was Green Bay, Baltimore, um, New Orleans. And, And I don't like to cuss. But really, the only word you can describe that Packers game is the Niners shit pumped them, right? And, and that's what it was. Like they went out on Mon- Sunday Night Football. Did you and just, just curse? Absolutely obliterated. I did. Um, but then the next week they go to go to Baltimore. They, you know, not a great game. Uh, they they didn't really have their best stuff. A lot of it had to do with the weather. A lot of it had to do with the weather. You know, I mean, we saw it earlier in the year against. Uh, I'm not going to revert to 2019 saying I'm going to call them the Washington football team. We saw them earlier in the year against the Washington football team where they put up nine points in a game where pretty much the same weather. This one, this one felt like the real prove it game that like Baltimore didn't necessarily matter. Like it would have been great to win that game, but that's not a conference game that that's a game that you could afford to lose. The Niners had zero wiggle room to lose this game because if they lose this game, all of a sudden now you're probably going to oh I don't even remember the playoff bracket last. Well, it won't even, even you know, it won't even come down to week seventeen then because week seventeen no. came down to the NFC West and the number one seed basically for the 49ers, yep. and they're not in position to do that unless they win this game. And I'm still of the mind that that Baltimore game they should have won. They should have won that game as well too. And mm-hmm. and that's you know that's that's the one thing that we have to say about the 2019 49ers. Yes, everybody understands the result of the season and everything as well too. But man, those guys, every game that they were asked, you know, because every game was oh, you know, well, you can't beat this team, this team, you can't beat this team, you can't beat this team. It felt like the 49ers had to win this game against New Orleans to yep. shut some people up, man. Just to just to you know, even if in our hearts we felt like they were the best team in the NFC that year, you know, and they were. The the national media, the national mainstream, you know, audience, the NFL audience was still very, very, very um, skeptical of this team. So I felt like they had to have this mm-hmm. game, not only for circumstances that you just talked about, it was almost to just shut everybody up a little bit, too, and just say, hey, look, now you got to kind of, you got to kind of eat it now because, you know, again, you want to say what you want about being carried by the defense. There was no defense in this game. 
None. None. Not not at all. Um, and and I I guess the best compliment I could say about Jimmy Garoppolo in this game, his worst throw of the game resulted in a seventy five yard touchdown. Like, it, and it wasn't even a bad throw because he just maxed his arm out. That's all it was. The only reason it was underthrown so horrendously is because. Like even even Jamarcus Russell has a limit to how far he can throw a football. The pass to Emmanuel Sanders and Emmanuel Sanders deserves a ton of credit. He on adjusted that play. to it. He made the play. That's he what you want your receiver to, to do. It. Mm-hmm. And and you know and th- and that's a huge play too because it happens. New Orleans goes up on the first play in the second quarter. They go up twenty to seven. The Niners get the ball, and literally the first play, the first play from scrimmage. Shanahan's like, yeah, we're just going to chuck a date. We're going to see what happens. And as I said, Garoppolo underthrows it probably because he maxes his arm out. And Emmanuel Sanders makes the adjustment. And the tricky thing is with this play is, is he, he catches it and falls down but has the awareness to get up because he didn't have the ball when he was touched, has the awareness to get up and run for the touchdown. So the Niners get a little bit closer. It's 20 to 14 now uh Deontay Harris and that that's another like side thing of this game Deontay Harris had a game and you nailed that from, from the from, outset I thought you were tripping no dude, he had five punt kick returns for 155 yards uh an average of 31 yards per return uh 51 long uh 51 yard was the longest of return he had two punt returns for 37 yards like he was torching the 49ers and I and I remember it because I, I look him up because he's just this He's short. He's not tall. And I look up what school he went to. He goes to Assumption College. It's like what? What? Like where is that? What is Assumption College? And this this guy is just torching the 49ers. Uh, the Niners go into the half, and I'm probably forgetting a lot of things because uh, because I really felt like the big play of the second quarter was Emmanuel Sanders 75 yard well, touchdown. The Saints actually go down and score a touchdown. The the thing that you, really you the thing that really stood out to me on their side, and you know, it was again when we watched it, you know, and and this was awesome that you and I got to sit and watch this game again, right? Like just yes. get restore the feeling and everything as well too. But the Jared Cook injury landed at a point yes. where where it, it was almost at a point where you know the the you know, and you pointed it out, the Saints were very very you know keying in on the seam with uh, with Jared Cook. You know, Marcel Harris played in this game. I don't think Jaquiski Tart played in this game, so. Marcel Harris, you know, missed a tackle on a, J- a Jared Cook touchdown. You know, we, we all remember how his game ends, you know, unfortunately. You know, um, Akilo, you know, hits him, you know, in the head, and unfortunately he gets a concussion. That was his second touchdown. But, you know, if you go back and you looked at the mic'd up from this game, Drew Brees went right to Jared Cook like, this. Your, it's your matchup. He's like, it's you. He goes, I'm looking at you. He goes, and I'm going to you and everything as well, too. So, you know, um. I thought that that was the, I thought that was, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, that's the stuff that gets lost in the shuffle of games. It's like, yeah. what happens if Jared Cook is there the entire game and they continue to pick on that, right? And and, and those are the things that you really have to, that's what made this game so um, intriguing to look back on because of all of these things that we're talking about. Yeah, and Ken, just to answer your question real quick, shouldn't we be discussing the now instead of the past? We have spent since mid-December. I'm tired of talking about, about now. season. We're tired of talking about the offseason. There's nothing the to talk about. Hasn't even a, Today's hasn't Friday. Even officially Today's Friday. Pull up, pull up yeah. and enjoy yourself. We're just going to talk about this. 
Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about this game. We'll have plenty of off-season talk when free agency starts. We have a couple weeks before we have to worry about it. Uh, I was incorrect about the second quarter not featuring anything else. I scrolled through too fast. The Saints followed up the uh, Emmanuel Sanders touchdown with a pretty good drive, uh, covered about seven minutes in the th- second quarter. The Niners follow up with the Emmanuel Sanders touchdown pass to Raheem Mostert. And I think my favorite uh, part about that play is the Saints brought some pressure and Sanders had to throw in the face of pressure, but he saw how wide open uh, Raheem Mostert was and his throw was literally just get it in the zip code of him. He's going to catch it and score. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, and, and that was just another example of Kyle Shanahan yeah. reaching into that bag and, and and getting a touchdown. So can we talk about only Shans material? Because this is straight up only Shans material. So oh, we could talk about only Shans all you want. So Carolina Panthers game, you know the Debo Samuel yes. um, inside handoff, right? That formation is flipped on that play, and they hand it off to Debo to do the same exact thing. So you have to understand that the Saints saw that on film, and they're like, "Oh, here we got it." And then he uses it to flip the ball to Sanders, and then that becomes a pass. That really, when I went back and I I looked at the film and I was like, man, I've never seen that formation before. And it was the same exact thing, just flipped what they ran in Carolina, man. And and again, this is is Kyle Shanahan understanding before this game. I've got to unload the bag. There's nothing that I'm going to hold there. Like, we're going to throw the kitchen sink at you for you to have, you know, for you to have that play and then to have the the flip from juice, man. The only way that you can run that play is if you have a former... um, you know, a quarterback who is your fullback, right? Because it's not about the flip. It's about the timing of it. It's about the timing Mm -hmm. of the option and making sure that you're getting hit and you have to get rid of it. Kyle Juszczyk took a bomb of a hit, and he lets that ball go right on time to Mostert, and Mostert does the rest, man. You know, it's just, again, the things that I talk about when I talk about play design and stuff like that, that's fine, but this game is a masterclass in showing you something Mm -hmm. on film and then just showing you that I'm going to hit you with something completely different out of it, and you're not going to know what's coming, man. It's just Sean Payton and Kyle Shanahan, both of them, where this was was straight up who is going to get, it always felt like whoever was going to have the ball last was going to be the one who won the game. And that's really what happened in this game. Yeah, this was a 12-round heavyweight fight. They were just throwing blows at each other. Uh, they go They go into the half. The Niners actually take the lead, 28-27, uh, to 27, right near the end of the half. Raheem Mostert has a 10-yard touchdown run. And, I mean, just so crazy. Like, Talk about, you know, perfect things having to happen for, for teams and all that. The Saints entered this quarter scoring on the first play of the second quarter. They're up 20-7. to seven. The 49ers at half take a 28-27. to 27 How? Run. So they make up – score. They scored a lot. That, that's really <laughs> what it is, like I, as simple as it sounds. So they go into half uh, 28-27. The Saints – the Niners go three and out on their first drive um, – they they really brought pressure on that first drive, if I remember correctly. Two sacks by Garoppolo, uh, Saint, I think, on that one. Two sacks on Garoppolo, I mean. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then and then uh, the Saints go down, kick a field goal, take the thirty to twenty eight lead, and this is where the game starts to turn. So the Niners go three and out. The Saints get the ball at their own twenty yard line. First play, Alvin Kamara. Runs up the middle. DJ Jones gets his hand in there. DeForest Buckner falls on it. 49ers ball at the 20-yard line. First play was a 15-yard completion to Kyle Juszczyk. George Kittle, the very next play, touchdown for five yards. 34-30. to uh, Kick the field goal 35-30. to Niners have the lead. 
halfway through the third quarter. And and how big is that fumble, that that forced fumble from DJ Jones? Yeah, as much as we talked about no defense, you know, there was timely defensive plays, right? Like Nick Bosa stopping Taysom Hill, you know, when he was, when, you know, if he doesn't get his hand on his ankle, he probably gets a first down, you know, things like that. There was timely defense. But for the most part, the 49ers defense was getting worked in that game. You know, it was so, so many points. Like, that's that's the reason that I give Jimmy Garoppolo the credit, man, is because you had to score 47 points. They scored 46. You had to score at least 47, man. There has to be something that needs to be said about going into New Orleans and doing that. I get divisional games, and, you know, if you want to make the argument for other games, that's fine. It's just hard for me to, like, not look at this game as the definitive Jimmy Garoppolo game of 2019 based on the idea that, one, he was flawless with, with um, turnovers in this game, right? Like, n- no turnovers in this game. And he had the one interception that was off Sanders. Yeah, but that's all Sanders' hands, right? And when we look yes. at it again, you know, uh, me being the the couch potato guy, right? I'm gonna tell you that I think that Emmanuel Sanders probably should have either knocked that down a little bit further or got you know scored uh, or caught it. I mean, scored, yeah. caught it. You know, so um, I'm not gonna really call him out on that. What I mean is that is he didn't have one of those throws where you're just like, what was that? He didn't have that in this game, like you know, and he didn't have the he didn't have the oh no no throw. Yeah, and then once that's done, you know, all Jimmy does is go right back out there on the next drive and just go ahead and you know and and get down the field. So it's not like it's not like Jimmy throws that that interception at any time and just goes in the tank. That's what that's the one thing you always have to give Jimmy Garoppolo credit for is that he comes right back out and he keeps firing and that's what he did in this game man and and again it's if you told me that if you would have told me before the game that the New Orleans Saints were going to score forty six points I would have said man the 49ers got worked in this game they won yeah. that's why I'm yeah. still what I'm saying about Jimmy Garoppolo yep and so the Niners take the thirty five thirty lead the Saints go down they kick a field goal which I last night I said I probably wouldn't have kicked a field goal in that situation down five fourth and fourth the 49ers 30 they opt for the field goal the Niners get the ball back up two points they 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 stall out they punt Saints get the ball back and this is uh where I learned one of the most obscure rules in football uh Jason did, before week 14 in 2019. Did you know that, and I need you to be honest with me, mm-hmm. did you know that you can't commit pass interference on a fake punt? I didn't. I didn't. And I learned that then. You know, um, Taysom Hill's there, and they tried to run a fake punt, and all all that Tarverius Moore did at being gunner was he was doing his job. He didn't, he didn't realize he was that being the, a gunner. Right. He didn't realize the pass was up. That's why you can't, you can't have pass interference there. So I didn't learn. I didn't know that then. It would be revisionist history on my part if I were to tell you that I, that I knew that. I didn't. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I I remember like oh my god that's pass interference. Where's the flag? And then the now I forget who the 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 announcer was, and I'm sorry. Kevin Burkhart and Charles Davis. There you go, Kevin Burkhart. Like right off the like, if you go watch this replay, right off the bat, you can't commit pass interference on fake punts. And it's like, how do you know that? Like off the top of your head. That's why he's an announcer? Like, that's impressive. And and so the Niners respond to that up to. They go on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 play drive. Uh, there's a couple penalties, so like 13 plays, we'll call it that. Um, and this might be the play of Garoppolo's day, season, career. Uh, the the, the off-timing t- off throw to Kendrick Bourne. And, and you... Had a very good point. I want you to talk about this play because you know all about the the all twenty two and the X's and how things are supposed to work. Talk about this play. Goodness gracious, man! And this is you know what you you hit the nail on the head. I think you know and feel free to disagree. 
I think this is Jimmy's throw, apex throw of throws, right? Mm-hmm. So the pressure comes in, and just remember, this is, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is after Richburg left the game, right? So so Ben Garland gets thrown into the, the, the fracas, and they're just like, go play center in the middle of this huge game. Like, go in there. That's That's always what impressed me about Ben Garland is that he was ready for this game, you know, even when he was thrown into duty. But the scramble drill. Just Kendrick Bourne understands when he gets a look and he knows that his quarterback is moving to keep moving. And Jimmy Garoppolo is so off-platform, off of the wrong foot, throwing an absolute dart exactly where it needed to be, man. I think, and, you know, feel free to, you know, at me on Twitter about it. I think that is Jimmy Garoppolo's best throw of his 49ers tenure thus far, any year. Um, And and it comes in such a big moment, man. You know, Kendrick Bourne, you know, everybody, you know, all year, what do you need about Kendrick Bourne? Well, basically, all of his catches were first downs on third down or either touchdowns in the red zone. And this one was none was bigger than this one, right? A field goal here, you know, you feel good for the Saints. That's a moral victory. But, man, that scramble drill and for him to find a spot to get open and Jimmy to hit him, that's Jimmy's best throw in my opinion. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne had two red zone touchdowns. And this is a game that, like, I go back and, like, this is what example 1A of why Kendrick Bourne, I, I think the Niners should bring him back. I think he's their best red zone target. Um, he is not, he, he's shown it on multiple occasions. He's not afraid to box defensive backs out to get that ball. Like he is very physical. I know people like to talk about Kittle and how big and physical he is. He's a good red zone target. I disagree. Um, I, 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 Kittle is at his best in the open field where he can kind of isolate people. We'll talk about that here in a couple minutes. If you guys remember a certain play that happened. Um, but yeah, him, his red zone ability, just something about him. I I don't know what it is. He's not like particularly the biggest guy, but he, he works in the red zone and it's something I've always loved about him. And this game really showed it. He had two, as I said, two red zone touchdowns. Huge plays, and, and this one was probably by far the most impressive. I mean, him improvising on the route, getting a spot where Garoppolo can find him, and, and he put it on the money, man. Like that that throw is insane. I just that love throw how is insane. I love how off platform he is. He's got a leg up yeah. off the ground, and he's just like you know, like that. Like, look, sometimes, right? Sometimes the best throws are the ones that you make off schedule when you start to mm-hmm. play backyard football, and it felt like. You know, Jimmy was at his best when he was moving, you know, out of the pocket a little bit and having to make throws like that, man. And that throw, it impresses me to this day, man. What a throw and what a moment. That's the thing. I think that the throw gets elevated because of the game and the moment, right? Yeah. Like, this wasn't during a, a week one game. This was during a gotta have it game. This was, this might as well, this was a playoff game. This was a playoff yeah. game. This needed to be treated as a playoff game. And I think the 49ers did. D Ford gets hurt early in the game, he goes away. You know, um, you know, yeah, we forgot about that. Sorry, but you know, well, not even that. But they used him inside a couple times. I saw that as well we too. Noticed. Isn't that beautiful? You know, isn't that beautiful? That because was... you think that he's just an edge rusher, and they were using stunts to get him inside, man. Just you know, and then it it sucks because you're watching and you're just like, look how dominant this defense is, right? And it's like, well, wait a minute, Nick Bosa, DeForest Buckner, D Ford. Wait a minute, like that's <laughs> like like. Do you understand? You know, it, it in 2019, we thought we had something. In 2021, when you think about what those three guys were, you're thinking about probably one of the best defensive lines in the history of the game, honestly, at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this game. Yeah. 
get goosebumps thinking. I got yep. goosebumps last night. I told you that. Yep. Um, so so the Saints respond. They're down nine with nine minutes to go. They respond with a pretty good drive. They get down quick, 75 yards. He hits Michael Thomas for a touchdown, 42-40. to 40. This is roughly when Thomas started taking over. Niners respond with a field goal. So now they're up five points, two and a half minutes left in the game. And Drew Brees just kind of goes to work. Drew Brees, uh, Traquan Smith, 11 yards. Uh, incomplete to Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, 11 yards. Ted Ginn, this play, this, uh, Sherm gets hurt on the Michael right. Thomas play. Ginn is wide open. Like, nobody takes Mosley, Sherman's Mosley didn't understand his didn't understand his, uh, his assignment right then. Yeah, there's miscommunication. Ginn gets 25 yards. Michael Thomas, 5. Uh, they go back-to-back incomplete passes, but Mosley gets called for a pass interference. Sets up a first and 10. Uh, 49ers, 18-yard line, a minute to go. S- Breeze finds Traquan Smith. Um... Fred Warner misses a tackle, and then I believe Akello Witherspoon misses a tackle. Traquan Smith goes in, scores a touchdown. The Saints take a 46-45 to lead. They try for a two-point conversion. They don't get it. I think what's important uh, about that, though, is that they scored when they did, right? Can't You can't give 53 seconds to Jimmy Garoppolo. I've always said that. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and I agree with you on that because we were talking about it, and it was like, man, if Fred makes that stop, you know, those guys run the clock down and nobody gets the ball back at the it's it's just funny how when you go back and you look and you and you look at how things play out, right? Like look, you could be during the game saying, Oh man, they both missed two tackles. The best thing they could have done was let him score right there, unless it was unless they were just gonna keep them out of the end zone completely. But, you know, that's the funny part about that dichotomy when it comes to do you let them score or do you just you know, or do you just try to, you know, stop them completely and, and it worked out in the forty nine's favor clearly. Well, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. I remember not being too happy that they let the Saints score. Because, like, for me, too, I trust the defense that much. Like, okay, they have, you know, a minute left. They got to go 10 yards. Or they got to go 20 yards, excuse me. They they can do this. This is fully possible. This defense just has to turn it on. They miss the tackles. Like, okay, well, we're going to see what happens. Niners have all three timeouts. So they start the drive. Garoppolo, uh, quick little hitter, George Kittle, eight yards, boom. Uh, Garoppolo then uh, incomplete to Sanders, incomplete to Kittle. And here we go, fourth and two, ball at the own 33-yard line. Season low-key on the line. Like, they're going to the playoffs, but this is the difference between a one-seed possibility and being a wild card and team. And having to go on the road for all your games. Um, yeah, and, and, like, they don't make the Super Bowl if they lose this game. Nope. Right? Like, that, that, I think that's what it is. I, I don't think anybody can argue that because they're, they're, you don't – it's very difficult. What the Buccaneers did this year is very rare. A lot of teams and, – and it helps that they got rid of one of the first-round buys, but I believe every Super Bowl representative for the past 10 years before this year came out of that first-round buy area. Um, so, yeah, Niners fourth and two, own 33-yard line, and – uh Garoppolo, I mean, the, the play was pretty simple. It was designed to get the first down. Option route. Uh, they, they, it, it was an option route. Kittle f- hits that outside. Garoppolo puts it on him. And George Kittle just goes to work. Um, he carries about 17 Saints players. I don't know how that's possible, but he carries 17 Saints players for about 15 yards. Uh, Marcus Williams, just like arguably the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen on a football field. A man is like... A man is pulling you by a face mask to try and pull you down, and Kittle's just like, "You gotta try harder than that, my guy. Like you can't, you can't do that." And like, the Forty Niners have a very rich and illustrious franchise history, and obviously Super Bowls and all that stuff. This is probably the 
best play in 49ers regular season history because I'm not like obviously the catch exists and all the Super Bowls. This is the number one play in 49ers regular season history, and it's not even close. It's up there, man. It really is, and and I won't fight you on that. You know, and 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 I can see it clear as day. You know, and I can hear that this is how much I was tapped into this game, man. You know, like yep. I remember Averly took a nap during the game. You know, before the game started, and I was like, cool. She might sleep through the entire game. Well, guess what? Not so fast, my friend. She's up in the fourth quarter, and you're gonna have to put the TV on and change it. Yeah, so you have to put the big TV for her, and you have to watch it on a little TV, which is my tablet or my my laptop. But I remember Kevin Burkhardt's call. Kittle down by the 30. He's still Eastern pulling guy. He's down to the 40. George Kittle. I and, and and I remember. And then just like when George gets up and his like his his face mask is like pulled up and he just yeah. like man, that at that moment, I was George Kittle, you were George Kittle, we were George Kittle. And that's that's really, you know, that moment is gonna live rent free in my mind for yeah. you know the rest of my time as a 49er fan. Man, you know, it, it's so funny, like, how much my tune has changed on after watching this game uh, on the Deshaun Watson speculation and, like, the Niners have to trade one of the three of a And it's like, Kittle, there's no way you can trade him. You know, you can't move him. And And now I'm just like, yo, we can't do that. Like, you see how, like, I miss Nick Bosa. Like, I miss – he is so good. And, like, you kind of forget it because you didn't see him all year last year. He didn't put up big numbers in this game because, you know, the, the Saints kind of neutralized him, but he's in the backfield every play. Dude, and I, anytime I watch. You can't trade any of them. You anytime, can't trade any of them. Anytime, That's just what it is. Anytime that I watch 2019, I'm just like, there's Nick Bosa. Oh my God! Look at Nick Bosa. I'm just like, like, look at him. He's every like. That's always what. Anytime that I've watched any 2019 game since, I've always said the same thing. I'm just like, my God, Nick Bosa is so good at football, man. Like he's incredible. It was never a matter of if he gets in the backfield. It's just a matter of how many times he's going to get in the backfield. Like, and, and he's insane. And, yeah, I, like I have a bit of the same story with the kid. Like this game, my favorite game of all time, uh, hands down, I think. Uh, just because situation I'm in, you know, I'm three days removed from a mental hospital stay. That's a story for another day. This game happens. First time I'm happy for about a week and a half. I have a shirt that has Kittle carrying 19 Saints players on his back. I, I mean, this the the Steelers game, uh, the week three or week four Steelers game was the first game that I'm like, yeah, this Niners team is good because the Niners turned the ball over like five or six and times that game and they still won. Yeah. And bad teams don't win that game. This is the game where I, I, my first thought of this team can win a Super Bowl. Yep. And that's what I wanted them to do here. That's why I wanted them to win this game because I wanted to be able to say, you know what, they've done it all. And if you know, God forbid, they end up coming back here, they still have a, they still have. A, you know, it's funny. You brought it up. 49ers Saints. I did. In recent history, no matter who's playing, who's the quarterback, who's the coach, those games are electric. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I mean, you have you have the NFC divisional game. You have the Drew Brees getting hit by Ahmad Brooks. You have Kaepernick's throw. You have Kaepernick's throw to Crabtree from you know from like he rolls out and he just throws it like sixty yards in the air the other way. You know, even even look look even twenty twenties game. Yeah, the Jameis Winston game. I was going to mention that. Yeah, that has electricity to it too, right? Like that. Like it's just something juiced up about the Forty ers and Saints yeah. that whenever they link, it's always going to be one of those games. Yeah, and and that's what this one was. Uh, the marquee win of the 49ers 2019 season, I believe. Uh, actually, you know, Here's it's really question. hard to yeah. say that because be, well, because because then you got to remember what happened two weeks later. Yeah. 
So or three weeks later, let's that's what I was going to ask you. So, so talk to me because it's in the comments and it's a good question. It's a good question. Week 17 against Seattle. This game against New Orleans. I think that that's not fair to put up against because it's such a division rival and somebody that has caused so much pain to the 49ers. So I would lean week 17. Having yeah. said that, this is still Jimmy Garoppolo's best game thus far yeah. as, as a 49ers quarterback. Thus far for me. Um, but that's hard, man. You're, it's hard. Week 17, they had to exercise demons that, you know, the 49ers have won in New Orleans before. They've won big games in there. You know, they, they've, you know, taken yeah. their heart out there. The 49ers never really won in Seattle. And that's really, no. that's really why I kind of lean week 17. You're asking me to pick between my, like, two favorite kids. Yeah. Right? Like, you're asking me which kid is my favorite. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Saints game. Okay. Um, just, just, just because of where I was personally. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and, and as I said, sorry for another day. I don't need to talk about it. Um, and, and, and uh, that kid will play. Like, I think that kid will play is more iconic than, 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 than the, Green uh, Law play. And I just think it's more for the imagery of George Kittle carrying three guys. Cause like tackle tackles happen at the one yard line all the time. Obviously the Drake Greenlaw is a totally different situation, right? Like that's the win a division and then and all that stuff. I get that. But just the image of George Kittle guy grabbing his face mask guy jumps on his back. Like it's almost a cartoon of like a guy gets enough momentum and they're doing whatever they can to stop him. Except it's real life. And like George Kittle carried three grown men. And the meme, like, like you and I were trying to tackle. Right. Him. That's the meme, right? That it's like when, yeah. when the three sons are trying to get their father down, like that's, that's literally what it was at that point. Like it's the same exact thing. Yeah. And, and yeah, that that play, man, the, just the fourth and two, going from like, hey, just get the first down, to, uh, okay, they got the first down, to like, okay, he they're getting yardage, and then the face mask happens, and it's like, oh my god, they're in field goal. Game's over. And 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 Robbie Gold, Mister uh, Mister Consistency, as I like to call him, I would say he's worth probably about four mil a year. He makes the field goal as time expires, and the 49ers win. 48 to 46. Um, they go on. I believe the next week is Atlanta. They go on to lose to Atlanta. Uh, they, they go on to lose to Atlanta, which whatever. That game was a weird game. Um, go on to beat the, the Rams. Then they go on to beat the Seahawks. The playoffs happen. And then they just kind of stopped after the NFC Championship game. Well, they stopped at, They stopped at the, the, the third quarter. The third quarter is where I stopped remembering stuff about the, the – Yeah, the so, yeah, like, like I, I, I honestly think they canceled the season. Um, I don't know. There's this thing called, like, coronavirus. They, I, I don't remember. It's never going to make its way over like, to the United States ever. Never. It would never happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, – so that's 49ers Saints. Uh, I enjoyed watching this game again, Me too. Jason. We probably should do this more often. Yeah. Uh, we we wanted to, we wanted to do a fun episode before things get stressful again with free agency starting. Everything like we're at a point where everything's going to start kicking off at this point. Uh, yeah. Everything, everything, it, it, all the speculation. We're finally going to find out the answer to all the speculation we've had for the past five or six weeks now. Um, you know, so so we wanted to do something fun before it got more serious. Yeah, five more days. Um, five more days. March tenth is the day that everybody should start paying attention. You you might see a flurry of things happen. Now, I'm not talking yeah. about I'm not talking about trades. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about 
movement where real players are not going to be on teams anymore and you're going to start yep. to see things happen i think in five days so it was really good to do this just because we wanted to break up the discussion on twitter and how much you know how much you know like look we have plenty of time to kill each other over our opinions about you know who's mm-hmm. going to be drafted and what's going to happen right like i really wanted this episode because one it's friday let's have some fun and two, let's talk about something, you know, every, you know, this fan base loves nostalgia. Our biggest episodes are the episodes where we review Dallas, you know, that rivalry, when we review the Seahawks nice. rivalry. So, Seahawks, yeah. yeah, I mean, we didn't do it for clicks. We just wanted to, you know, have fun. Like last night we were like, hey, man, let's watch it. Let's watch this game and let's let's talk about it. So, you know, look, we're not skirting the issue. We have plenty to say about what's going on. You know, I wanted to personally say some good things because everything has gotten so negative across the board and i think i want to i want to change all that right like let's 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 get back to what was fun about being a fan and stuff you know and that's the part it's it's football it's supposed to be fun we shouldn't be at each other's throats i've said that multiple times on the pod because you're the sweetest man Um, alive uh, you know i try yeah um i definitely try doesn't seem Um, like you try yeah yeah you know (laughs) speaking of sweetest man in the world i started watching ted lasso and uh I don't know if you've watched it all. I have. Jason um, Sudeikis. Go. It, it, I, I'm about, I don't know, I'm four episodes through, man. That That is such a heartwarming mm-hmm. like comedy, and I love every second Apple of it. Apple TV, so. low-key, has some bangers. Like, that regarding um David and, you know, my, my personal favorite is because Avery really loves it, the Snoopy show, the new one. Um, she, the Snoopy show, yeah. Yeah, she loves it. She um, and, and she, you know, I, thank you. Apple, shout out to Apple TV. Shout out Apple TV. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, maybe maybe telling a little too much. I'm very excited to watch the uh, Billie Eilish documentary. That's probably what I watch tonight. What are you gonna do? Big Billy. I'm a big Billie Eilish guy. I'm a big. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big like sad boy music. Sad boy. Whatever. <laughs> Billie Eilish. Give me, but it's boy with B O I. Uh, give me Billie Eilish. Give me Hobo Johnson. Give me all that sad boy music. There you go. Um, so that's going to be it. Uh, we, you know, it took a hard left turn there. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah, so, so so to wrap it up, the 49ers beat the Saints 48-46. to We'll be back next week. Uh, we'll let you know the schedule. I'm in Seattle next weekend. Um, Probably going to link with Akash. So might, might, might meet Akash, you know, don't know. Um, but, yeah, so so don't know what the plan is for Friday yet. Don't know what the plan is. Uh, we'll we'll let you know as soon as we come to a decision, uh, and it might just come down to how how spicy how spicy the the rumors get. That's not well. Right. One more thing just... before we go. One more thing before we go. Jason says so. There was a challenge put out there online. Um, mm. uh, yeah. So um, do you want to do you want to hoping you wouldn't bring it? Do you want to yes? Do you so, want to elaborate uh, J- a little for so, me? So we got Jason to seven hundred YouTube subscribers. Um, and I wanted to set a very lofty cause he, he was at what? 696. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so he was at 696. He's like, Hey, be cool to get to 700. So I threw down the gauntlet cause I'm, I'm very excited about baseball season. Um, I threw down the gauntlet. It's like, Hey Jason, if you can get more followers, uh, on YouTube, then Barry Bonds has career home runs, which that number is 762. Uh, by the time our show starts on Friday, I will do a live stream of me eating, chili with a cinnamon roll um i have been told since that it isn't nobody explained to me that it's just a side i just assume like nobody explained to me. i just assumed you're supposed to pour the chili on the cinnamon roll and eat it i've been now told that that is wrong Mm -hmm. but i am going to eat it the way i thought it was going to be 
and I will dip my cinnamon roll in the chili for you guys. Uh, that will be a live stream at some point next week. I don't know exactly when. Uh, it really comes down to whenever I decide to go to Target and get some chili and cinnamon rolls. 90% of when that decision is going to be made. So next week, be on the lookout. <laughs> I don't know, Jason. Do you, do you want to jump in with oh, I'm me? In. Like, I'm in. Talk yeah, with me while I do I'm in. I am in. Absolutely. Well, you know, maybe we can maybe we can pencil in a little after show Oh, fun. something that's not uh, for the audio crowd. S- separate. Just separate. We'll end that stream and then just turn on another stream where I'm just eating... I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. So, so that that's gonna be it. Uh, ne- be on the lookout for me eating jelly with cinnamon rolls next week. But congratulations, Andy. Jason. I'm very I'm very happy that we got you actually even higher than your goal because now now you're at a point where you can maybe even say, hey, let's shoot for 800 now. Yeah, 800 you know? seems so, like it's pretty close, honestly. And uh, you know, I got a little yeah. I got a little uh, you know letter from YouTube. We're getting close to being able to monetize over here. So you know, let's uh, let's keep it rolling. Gotta monetize it. Hey, Jason. As always, let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. That was Garoppolo's best game, and it wasn't even close. That's it.